Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. It is a frosty Saturday morning here in North Carolina, and this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Jeremy Clevenger Fitness, who we featured on episode 145. Now, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know that Jeremy helped me get in the best shape of my life in 2022, and he is helping me push that even further this year. So if you're working on your health and fitness goals in 2023, I highly encourage you to put Jeremy in your corner. I guarantee he will help you reach your goals this year. There are links in the show notes to find all of his services. I'm also excited to announce the new sponsor on the show, the Sasquatch Flag Company. The Sasquatch Flag Company is a family-owned business in New England that builds hand-carved American flags from seasoned white pine. Now, if you watch these episodes on YouTube, you will see one of their flags behind me in the studio. I love these flags, and I've been giving them as gifts for years. I really can't recommend them enough. So go to sasquatchflags.com and check out all of their unique designs. I have another great show lined up for you today, but before we get started, I just wanted to remind you to check out the leadership books I've written on either Amazon or my website, johnsrenny.com. Now, this year I'm offering a new way to purchase all my books for a discount. I've bundled the books into what I call the Qualified Watchstander series, and you get all three books for 15% off the individual prices. This offer is only available on my website, so check it out if you're looking to step up your leadership game in 2023. Well, that is it. We're going to be talking about living your purpose in the second half of life, and my guest is Scott Papik. Scott joins us to talk about the challenge that many of us have with midlife, especially those who have switched careers. Now, it's easy to lose your purpose, get lost, and feel isolated, but there is a better way to get your edge back no matter what you've been through, and Scott shows us that way in this powerful episode. So, are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Scott Papik. Scott spent 20 years in the music business as an audio editor, directing and shaping stories from elite on-air talent and bands that have sold millions of records. This began a lifelong learner's quest to understand other people's journey in all sectors of life. Today, he serves as a mindset coach, helping individuals discover their purpose, train their mindset to authentically live it, and help them communicate it to the world. He is the managing partner at Max Out Mindset and author of Age Is Your Edge, How to Find Fulfillment and Purpose in Midlife. And I'm excited to have him join the show to talk about living your purpose, especially in the second half of life. So Scott, welcome to the show. John, it is an absolute pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I'm not an expert at anything, but I'm just really curious about a few things. Absolutely. And I'm just an honored to have you on the show and uh, and to talk about this book. I'm excited for you. So congratulations on the book. And we're going to dive in and learn about it. But first of all, tell us about your background. How did your experience in the music business 
translate and kind of move you into mindset coaching. Tell us about that transition. Well, I will start by letting you know that I was a terrible student. I um, I grew up at an age where, you know, you're told to go get a college degree, go get a job at a, you know, Fortune 500 company, put on the suit every day, work there for 40 years, get your pension. There you go, right? Yeah. Well, school is not for me. And I, um, I was panicking. I didn't know what to do. And I, I started to search outward of people that were making a living doing something that didn't require education. And that really led me down a path to the music business because if you can get your foot in the door, which is hard enough, they don't care about your grades. All they care about is that you better just grind. And you got to get in there. And, you know, I worked for free my first two years at full time for them. I came in as an intern and just through the odds of everything working out, it wasn't because I was talented. It just people got fired. I ended up um, making a 20 year career out of it, but I didn't make any money the first two years. And I really just studied these individuals, these these on-air talent. We had a, I mean, had so much talent where I started in Omaha, Nebraska. Three of them went on to be work at MTV. We had some bands that went through there that sold millions of records. So I just soaked it all up. And that became my, my like lifelong journey of just understanding people and trying to understand, you know, why are they going for it? Why are they showing up every day? Like what's going on there? I want to know, right? Because so many people don't. And, and I, and I was so scared to death that if I got fired from the music business, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what else to do because I didn't have my college degree. Hmm. So that's how I got in it. And then once I got in, I did, I carried many hats. Um, I enjoyed them all and I did that on purpose, but really where I found my, my flow was really sitting in an audio studio, working with on-air talent, conducting interviews, research, and then interviewing the bands and then just, you know, grinding a, you know, let's say a 90 minute interview down to 20 minutes. That's just, that just smokes. Right. So when you've done that for 10, 15 years, sitting in a dark studio, listening to people, you learn a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I, I, you know, a lot of my, you know, experience as a leader came from my days on the submarine where you just were intimate with people all day long yeah. or seven. So I learned how to interact with my bosses and and the people that work for me because I was, you know, you were constantly, you know, there. So similar to you, I was in that environment where I'm just interfacing with people all day long with no relief. So you gain all this extra experience. You learn, you learn people and you learn how they're, how they're wired and the, the likes and dislikes. And in your case, you're seeing these super talented people like, and you're seeing what motivates them and what, what, uh, you know, how, how do they, What's driving them to be as, as successful like they are? Yeah, I mean, you're, they show up every day. Like they're, yeah. Because if you don't, you get fired. Yeah. So you cannot take a day off. You have to perform every day. Yeah. Very interesting. So now you're in this mind, the world of mindset coaching. Explain to our audience what that is. What does a mindset coach do and how does that help people? So the whole coaching industry is just weird, right? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I help people get really clear on their stuff, get some courage going in them, and then create a plan to like get them to show up every day. Let's get our let's get these habits and routines going. How are we going to get there? You know, not everybody's as disciplined as you, John. 
getting up and grinding <laughs> in the morning. And the book is really written for the non-disciplined person because uh-huh. at heart, that's who I am. Like I've just been this creative that just gets up and grinds, but without a lot of structure in my life. And the problem is, is when you're that type of person, which I would say most people are, is that when you're seeing people saying, get up at 4 a.m. and and go, you know, go work out and go do this and that, that's great for them. That's really good for them. But that's not what motivates me. Mm-hmm. So I need to understand what motivates that person, right? Telling a, a person that struggled with their whole their weight their whole life, like myself, go to the gym, eat better. They, come on. It's not that easy. It's just, it's truly not that easy. So that, you know, it, it's all in your mindset. So that's really what I'm doing. I'm a mindset coach. I have to get you straight in your mind. We have to get to the bottom of the problem of why we we're working the problem. We're yeah. finding the problem. And then we're going to, we're going to create a, a resilient and positive mindset to get ourselves out of it. I love that. I love that. Get to the root cause, fix it, change your habits to where you're you know, doing a, your, every day you're focused on what your, what your purpose is. Uh, and, and I'm well, sure. Yeah. You have to look at that thing every day because I mean, you know, the one thing, the one common thread, you know, that I could, that I seen in the music business was you have to, you have to fall in love with something. You have to fall in love with your instrument and play till your fingers are bleeding. I mean, because there's zero hacks in the music business. There's zero hacks in life. Like what is going to get you to show up and do that every day? Right. So you have to love it. So to me, it's got to be your purpose. It has to be whatever your purpose is. And that's okay. It can evolve. It can change. But you got to start somewhere. You got to go, yep, there's my North Star. I, I got to get up to do that. Got to get up and do that. To take out all the overthinking. Yeah. Yeah. I love how like Angela Duckworth calls it grit. And she when she defines grit, it's passion. Uh, and persistence over towards a long-term goal. You have something you're so passionate about. It's your purpose. It's your North Star that you're willing to do anything to to be able to achieve that. You know, like you said, playing until your fingers bleed, right? That's a passion, you know, and you're willing to do whatever it takes to get to get to, to reach your purpose because you have a clearly defined purpose. And I think a lot of people don't have that. You know, they yeah. wake up, they go to work, they come home, they they eat dinner, they watch... Uh, Netflix, they go to bed and they don't have like, why are you here? You know, the purpose, what's your purpose in your life and what are you doing here? I think, and so we're going to get into the book in a second because I think you're going to help us uh, with that purpose finding. But one of the things I wanted to say was your purpose was really interesting. You say your purpose is to help others discover their full potential and and authentically live it so they can lead a life of clarity, confidence, and without regret. And that's super powerful. And I was just going to ask you, how did you come up with your purpose? Because that's very clear that you want to help others. Yeah. So um, part of the, you know, the process of my book, it's really, it's really a guide I made through myself, like learning, just self-learning. One of my jobs in the music business, this is before YouTube and um, it it really social media. And I was living in Los Angeles and I was working under an A&R director, A&R artists and relations so their job is to find the next big band. These are unsigned bands. So he would send me out three nights a week to go watch four bands a night. So I would go, it sounds cool. It's not. Um, <laughs> driving around LA, not making much money, like just, you know, fighting traffic. I got to be at this venue at six, this one at eight, this one at nine. 
But my job was to find talent. And so when you do that repetitively, you start, you, you know, the, the lead singer is your quarterback. I mean, if you were going to talk NFL, like that's your quarterback. But most times the lead singer wasn't the talent. Maybe it was the drummer or the next band. I'd be like, they're dancer on stage. Like that's the star. Or maybe if I talk to the manager, I go, yeah, he's the star. So I didn't realize it back then, but I've always been searching for good in people. Like that's always been a thing for me. And that's so exciting because once I, we found a band that had talent, like you bring them in and then it's all coaching. It's all of like prepping them like, hey, here's the next step. Here's what we got to do. And in that moment, there's excitement, there's nervousness, you know, and it's like, you got to keep them calm and you just got to keep them growing and keep them, you know, and keep them going so that they don't lose their minds. Cause some of them get in that, they see that success and they don't know how to handle it. So you got to keep them like even keeled. So that skill alone is probably my favorite skill is to discovering talent. I use it all the time. And that's not just in instruments. It's sometimes how someone, you know, expresses themselves, talks, maybe it's the way somebody writes. Like I'm just always searching for talent in people or that thing that, because everybody's got something. But I think that's the root of my purpose. And I know it is a gift because I've been able to use that to help people. I mean, I did it in the music business. I've done it to my friends. I've done it to clients, you know, so that's where I came up with it. That's what brings me joy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what, and, and we're going to talk about it in your book, but I think when you find your purpose and you live your purpose authentically, you do find joy. You find yeah. th that you're doing what you were put on earth to do. And that's a good feeling. It, it, there's, there's, you want to talk about freedom. Like that's freedom. When you know why and how you do things. And when you finally, that light bulb goes out, you're like, holy cow. And you know, and if you want to do some dirty work and go back in the day and you know, and then you start going, hey, this was my purpose. Oh, wow. This is why I did this when I was 20. This is why it's really cool. It's really, really cool. Uh, and now I can regulate things, right? When something comes at me, that would be a trigger. I'd be like, oh, yeah, nope. I see you and you are out of there. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. This is good. This is excellent. I think this is really important for the leaders that are listening in because I think you know, you, we can fall into a trap of just going into work every day and doing something, you know, doing something, doing our jobs and making money. And, but I think it's more important that we make sure that we, we are doing what we've been, you know, placed on earth to do. And I think that's really important. So let, let's talk about your book. Let's shift gears a little bit. You have a new book out. It's called Age is Your Edge, How to Find Fulfillment and Purpose in Midlife. Um, tell us about it. Like what compelled you to write the book now? So the uneducated kid here, uh, that couldn't finish college that used to be just a terrible writer, like never had a desire to write the book until I needed the book to be uh, point honest. Yes. And I needed it because, you know, it's same thing with me, you know, you hit an age and I just became lost. I left, I, you know, I spent 20 years in the music business. This is really what happened. This was the trigger. And then I, um, you know, you get out and it's like, wow, this is, I'm used to people needing me all the time, every five minutes, fix this, let's do this, you know, to really just getting out and being completely lost. Mm -hmm. And that was a good two to three years, straight up depression, like trying to figure out what that was. I went out on my own and I was still doing radio, but I, instead of doing it at, you know, radio stations or whatever, I was doing it in a bedroom and there was no one else around me. 
I just started looking outward for other people. And and then I got hooked up with Commander Jack Riggins that's been on your podcast and yeah. Dr. Larry Widman. Also uh, which, on the podcast. Yeah, he's on the podcast and he's the, him and, I'm the managing partner with him at Max Out Mindset. And I was watching how they were transforming people teams with their voodoo, I'll call it. Because, you know, Jack was a SEAL commander and then, you know, Dr. Widman is a elite mindset coach. And that was re- that was the part where I had seen these transformation. I was like, oh my gosh, like I need to do that. But at the same time, I was like, no, I need this myself. Mm-hmm. So between them and then, you know, getting getting to a starting point and then really reflecting back on my career, like, man, when I worked, like, when was I my happiest? <laughs> what was I doing then, right? Like, where was I doing back then? And um you know, so I just started writing a ton of notes for about a good two years and putting it all together. And I was like, I have all this access to people that have really done some cool stuff. And there's common there's common themes in people that show up and, and go for it. And I just, I put it out as a guide. And, you know, I started when I was doing the research for for it, you know, in midlife, there's not a lot of information out there about midlife people. There's, I you know, there's not a lot of science on it. It's just kind of a, it, it, there's not much information out there about it. So I was like, that's just a sign. Like I need to, I mean, I'm, I'm the, I'm the demographic. I'm speaking it. I went through the crap. I know these work. I've seen them work. These are things I just made up. Like I've seen them work in the music business. I've seen them work with, you know, win championships in sports. Like I've seen it, but I wanted to write, I wanted to write it for the non go-getter. Yeah, I, I I mean, I wanted I wanted it to be like, I'm not going to tell you to get up at 4 a.m., <laughs> but here's some here's some cool things you can do to get started. Like, I just wanted to start a thought. The big why was I have young twins that are 10 years old and I'm in my 50s. And I thought I want to write something that they have something when they hit this point. And if I'm not around, yeah. I, I I wanted to make a guide that was evergreen, that they could, it could read it over and over and over because it's it's the basics the basics always win. All the fanciness just destroys everything. So that was really the the why on it. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Leadership skills are like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better at them. Best-selling leadership author John S. Rennie knows this. That's why he's written a new book called You Have the Watch. It's a guided journal for leaders designed to take you through an entire year of leadership training. By the end of the year, you will master 50 of the most important leadership skills. If you want to have a greater impact on the results and people in your organization, go to youhavethewatch.com and pick up your copy today. This episode is brought to you by Jeremy Clevenger Fitness. As a high-performing leader, you know that leadership isn't about telling people what to do. It's about leading by example. And for most people, the one area that they're lacking when it comes to leading by example is their health and fitness. By improving your health and fitness, every other area of your life improves. But how do you get and stay fit as a busy leader? Well, you do what you've always done. You hire the best person for the job. Don't struggle on your own. Put Jeremy Clevenger on your team. Jeremy will work with you to take your physique, mindset, 
nutritional habits, and more to the next level with his step-by-step all-inclusive coaching program. Now, I've worked with Jeremy for the past year, and I'm in the best shape of my life. If you want to step up your game, reach out to Jeremy at apexperformancesystems.com to find out more and get your initial consultation scheduled with him today. This episode is brought to you by the Sasquatch Flag Company. The Sasquatch Flag Company is a family-owned business in New England that builds hand-carved American flags from seasoned white pine. Each flag is hand-built and each star on the flag is hand-hammered and chiseled. No two flags are alike. They offer a variety of flag designs to honor the police, military, firefighters, dispatchers, and search and rescue personnel, to name a few. These stunning handmade flags look great in an office, a studio, the back porch, or above the fireplace mantle. They make the perfect gift for the veteran, first responder, or patriot in your life. Now, I love these flags, and I've been giving them as gifts for years, and I was a customer long before they became a sponsor of the show. I can't recommend them enough, so if you're looking for that perfect, uniquely American make gift to give away or if you want to treat yourself go to sasquatchflags.com and get your order in today explain what the 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 pillars that this book is built upon my favorite world word in the world is care because if you care you will do whatever it takes you just gotta freaking care Mm -hmm. so it was built around there and and the four, four pillars are care would be clarity let's dive into what our skills are you know, what are our passions? What are our dreams? What are our core values? Maybe take a personality test just to see what they tell you. And then how can you put all that information together? There's probably some common threads there that something will, you'll see some get real excited. Then you'll start thinking, right? And I think within those, within those things, you can, you can just, you can find your purpose in there. You can. Um, and then uh, for A, uh, the A is acceptance. A lot of bad things happen to good people growing up. Unfortunately, a lot of people will hang on to that. You know, eventually you got to rip the Band-Aid off if you want to be able to move forward. But there's probably a lot of shame with that that goes, or maybe something you did something dumb in your 20s and you've never been able to get over it. So you got to accept that. And I highly suggest if it gets uncomfortable for you or brings up some triggers, reach out to a professional. Uh, um, there's no shame in getting help from professionals. And then the R would be resilience. You know, you got to do hard things, man. You got to do hard things for any kind of growth. And that isn't dangerous. And that doesn't mean you need to go run a marathon. That just means you need to start doing some things that you just don't want to do. And I think that's why the cold showers are a big thing, because that's something that's pretty easy you could do for a good 20 or 30 seconds. I always say, get in a yoga tree pose. When you fall out, get right back in it. Just keep going, get back in it. But for me... Anytime you have growth and things that you just don't want to do, like I hate running more than anything in this world. I made myself do a marathon because I thought that is what I don't want to do, but that is what I need to do. And you know what was weird? When I ran my marathon and I trained for all that time, I popped out a book. I got much better efficient at work. Like all these cool things started to happen, right? But you can't grow without any kind of resilient training somehow some way and then the last one is expressive like when we get straight when we get clear inside how do we inter how we take that from internally to externally mm, like yes it's our art form we all have our own art forms it's easier said than done but the problem is and the number one killer of this whole thing is people care too much about what other people think so can you be authentic in a group of people or do you just want to join in and just 
throw out all your values and go, yeah, I agree with you guys, or just, you know, do dumb things and say, say things you don't even mean. So that's really the, that's the four pillars that I really focus on. I love that. It's such a great way to to structure this book because those are some, certainly the the big things that you got to sort through when you're going through this, you know, this time. And I was going to ask you about it. What, what, you know, why, why midlife? What ends up happening to us? I mean, what are some of the challenges? Uh, why do so many people face a crisis? And um, why do you think that we, you need, a, we need a book like this for, for people who are going through that sort of change in their life? Simply. <laughs> When all the busyness stops, you're stuck with yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you better like yourself <laughs> because if you don't, you're you're going to be swimming like I was for two or three years once I got out of the music business, right? So midlife's an interesting stage. Kids leave house, parents get sick, people close to you die, you have to start worrying about your health. Like your mindset starts to begin to change. I think what you hit it on the nose, a lot of people just been going through the motions for a long time. Yeah. And you just, you finally, you got to get a point where, you know, when is enough enough? Like, when are you just tired? And, you know, I mean, I appreciate, I appreciate, it's a, it's a privilege every day to get up. Like, I don't tolerate crap anymore. I don't need to be around people I don't need to be that aren't making me a better person. I think at the end of the day is we distract ourselves from figuring out who we truly are. Yeah. And then, and, and so, and we get to a point where we, we say, is this it? Like, what yeah. is this all I'm going to be? Or should, you know, is there another, is there another chapter in this book? And, and, you know, my listeners know I've, I've turned the chapter a couple of times in my life and uh, you know, seven years ago, started my own manufacturing business, started writing books, started doing a podcast, sharing what I've learned over this long journey of leadership. But it's it's really like, oh wow, I found my purpose. I found what I really enjoy doing, which is teaching people about leadership, teaching people about um, you know to to get the best out of their teams and and to be a good boss. And I'm passionate about this thing, so it's it's not work. It's it's fun. It's right. it's, it's something that energizes me, and I feel like I'm giving back after having you know a long career. So, but I think when you find your passion and you're living it authentically. There's so much, uh, it's easy to get up in the morning because you're excited. Like, I got an interview tonight. I can't wait to meet Scott and talk about this yeah. new book, you know? So you're, I'm excited about what I do and uh, versus, oh, I, you know, got to go to work today, you know, got to pay the bills, got to, you know, I just, you know, I don't know. I just, for, for me, at least, I think, you know, leaving corporate, becoming an entrepreneur, doing some of this creative stuff has been great for me uh, because I've really found what I enjoy doing. And I, I want to just ask you a question. You mentioned something that's kind of interesting. You said you think everyone is creative and everyone has a creative outlet or should have a creative outlet. Explain what that is. Cause I, I think some people might be listening and say, well, I'm not creative. I'm, you know, I'm an engineer, you know, I, I I'm a, I'm an accountant. I'm not creative, but well, explain what you mean by that. It's so interesting. If I don't hear that once a day, I mean, it's, it's fascinating. I think people, you know, go straight to, well, I don't, I don't paint, I don't draw, you know, I don't take pictures or whatever their art, art form is, but like, did you make a decision today? Did you ask a question? Did you lead a team? Did you guys come up with a new idea? Making dinner. What am I going to wear today? People don't give themselves credit. I'm going to just say that right now. We're the hardest person on ourselves. In our brain, we're telling us so many things we did bad today, but instead, we've done so many cool things. Going for a walk, being creative. You're looking, you're searching, taking a picture with your 
cell phone. I always tell people when they're not creative, I'm like, yeah, go take me two pictures on your cell phone of something cool you see today. Send it to me later. And it just changes their whole mindset on that whole thing. But I think moving forward, I think where creativity is going to have the most impact is how to ask better questions to get better answers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we're heading, especially with AI. Yeah, I definitely see that. I know one of the, I, I get an opportunity to speak to high school seniors uh, uh, at this one school I go every year. And uh, one of the things I talk to them about is uh, the, the, the message is don't be a nub. And that's an expression from the Navy, which is a non-useful body. So don't be a non-useful body. And I tell them, I say, don't be a consumer, be a creator. And I think that yeah. we live in a world Love that we can consume. We could live all day consuming Netflix and sports and uh, and uh, Twitter and, and uh, YouTube. And we could just, you know, we can consume all day long. But that's not what the human experience is about. It's about being creative. The people that make a dent in the universe are the ones that are the creators that are that are putting something out and 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 finding what their passion is and 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 getting it to the world. And is that is that what you're talking about? It's like find that that thing that that is yeah you, uniquely you. Yeah, I think I think creativity is really so aligned with self discovery because it's digging deeper and not because creativity ninety nine percent of creativity is a revision. I mean, I've been a creative. I mean, you're talking if I edited down a 90 minute interview, that might take three days and I don't know how many different edits. Like you just don't know. And so the, that's why I love it. Creativity, 99% of it is it's never done. And I also think about it as resilience. If you want to do something resilient, do something creative because once again, you you can never really master it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. It's a never, it's never ending. Uh, and you, like you said, you can never master it. You can only just get, keep getting better. Yeah. You just keep getting better. Yeah. I like that. I like that. It's, um, you know, it's like playing guitar, you know, you, you, you can never feel like you're perfect. You're always like, you know, trying to get better, trying to master it, trying to get better. But in, in you, you are better than you were two years ago or a year ago, but yeah. mastery is something that, and so difficult things challenge our brains. It challenges our hand-eye coordination and uh yeah doing difficult things is really good it's really important in our lives so i love this and then resilience is a big part of that i love it um uh based on your experience you know why why do so many high performers they'll struggle when they leave their craft i've told the story before i struggled for seven years after i left the military trying to figure out what i was who i was and what i wanted to do with my life why is that such an issue where, where people who are high performers and they make a shift or change and they really struggle um, why, why is that? I'm, I can't speak for everyone, but I, I, I'll speak with, I mean, I work with, um, well, a couple of ex NFL players, Danny Woodhead and, and Matt Slauson. We talk a lot that we talked about yeah. that a lot. And, you know, also Jack, when he left the SEAL team, he really, he really struggled with it also. So through that lens, I mean, those are two really good examples. And, and I think anybody can apply this to, you know, if you're a CEO leader, whatever is that. There is a cost to being great. If you want to be the very, very best of what you want to be, you're all in. The negative is you're all in into one thing. Yeah. And you're also working with a team and all the team is trying to win. All you're doing, everybody is showing up wanting to win every day, every moment. Yeah. And the problem is, when you get removed from that career, you think that's how the world works. Yeah. yeah. It does not. 
Yes. And you've been in this structure every day with the same leaders, the same teammates of just showing up and doing everything it takes to win. And you come out in the world and you realize nobody's like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a hard, that is a hard lesson to learn when you come out. I don't think anybody prepares them for that. I talk to a lot of veterans uh, who have all of them have a story of trying to re- reacclimate to the world where they it just everything seems so different. For me, I, I struggled for seven years trying to find my yeah my way. Like where where do I put the rudder in? I don't even know what direction. I, I wanted to be a submarine officer. I did that at twenty four. Now what do I do? You know? Yeah, think about that. Twenty four years. A lot of NFL players like thirty. They're done. Like they're you know, and yeah. so the, and they've been doing that every day since they've been ten. Yeah. So, yeah. so then, you know, and that they've, their purpose has been to be the best athlete they can be, you know, for their team and, and, and they do put their body in every situation they can to win. And so then, you know, they come out and that's all they know. And it's nothing against them. It's not, it's all they've just been fighting for and they're great in it and they've crushed life. They've crushed their goals better than any of us could, I, any of us could do. But now we got to get back to the basics, man. You got to go back to the basics. And it's like starting over of like, and, that, and that's why I would say you have to find a purpose. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. All the busyness goes away. That's like, it's a, that's just the best way I can put it. All the busyness that's, goes away and you are stuck with yourself. And what do you know? That's the way I felt coming out of the military. I, it just got quite, it gets, the life went slow. People just don't give themselves credit. And I, I don't know if I've said this earlier or say it again, but. I mean, we've made it this far in life. Like we have cultivated skills. Yes. Now, yeah, we, we, there's, there's stuff, there's greatness in you. You just have to get out of your head. And if you had to find a mentor that can help see what you can't get them. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is such, such good stuff. Absolutely good stuff. Scott, we just uh, scratched the surface of this book. I want to encourage people to take a look at it. It's called Age is Your Edge. I highly encourage you, you to take, check, uh, check this out. And and really, it, we talk about midlife, but really it affects you at any point in your life, especially if you're making a transition from one big career to something else and you're struggling. This is the book. This is what you need to read to get yourself back on track, to find your purpose, set that direction, put your rudder in the water. And 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 really, there's there's a lot of great life to be lived once you figure out what your purpose is. So I uh, highly encourage uh, listeners to check out this book. Scott, how can people find out about you, um, this book, and and your coaching and training programs? Uh, I'm going to send you to just scottpapik.com. Uh, that's probably the best place. I'm on LinkedIn, and then I I spend a lot of time on Instagram because creative, creatively, I love to take pictures. I am on Twitter a lot, too. Um, I do like to share pictures, and I write of like my nonsense thoughts on midlife and mindset like all the time. If you're just thinking and you're like, hey, I want to, you got inspired a little bit from this, just start two things. I want you to just take a pen to paper because writing is the greatest thing you can do because you have to speak and listen to yourself at the same time. I want you to, I want you to write down your skills, narrow that down to what you love, and then write down why people come to you. What do people come to you for? And there's where you start right there. And then I know you do a lot with leaders. When you can get your company's purpose connected to your employee's purpose, the retention I thought was 88% that I hear, I, I don't hold me to this, but it was so high, I, could, I had to read it like three times. And the other thing is they become your biggest cheerleaders for recruiting. Yes, absolutely. We And we've talked about that on the show. If you can align 
you know, your your company's purpose and your employee's purpose and those things can, can you know, when you get the stars aligned like that, yeah, magic happens. Watch out. And, yeah, because you'll 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 go far uh, as as a company, and it's really important. So, and if, you know, if if people are in there, if people are doing what they've been put on earth to do in your company, which is your unique company doing what it's uniquely meant to do, that's when the magic happens. And so, purpose is a big part of that, but both on your employees and and the company's purpose. So, so uh, very inter- very good point, Scott. I appreciate you bringing that up because because purpose is a big part of leadership as well. Yeah. No, I appreciate the opportunity. The book's on Amazon. You get it at scottpapick.com. And uh, I'm such a fan, John. And I've, I've, I've literally, this is uh, this is the first podcast I've done. And I, I, I don't, I like being the guy behind the mic and making everybody sound incredible. Um, but I, I, the minute you reach out to me, I'm like, yep, you're going to be my first. And that's it. Absolutely. When I saw the book, I was like, Scott, we got to get you on the show. And I'm glad we were able to do it. I'm going to put links in the show notes for all of Scott's resources. I highly encourage you to check out this book. Check out his work. The uh, He's got lots of videos. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but he he ran a marathon and just he videotaped and just talked about his process through. That was a great. I love the video. And, uh, you know, um, I just he's got a lot of great resources out there. And if you're struggling and you're thinking about, like, what what, what am I here on Earth, Earth to do? Scott's your resource. Uh, look up his uh, website. We'll put the link there and, and and he'll help you figure that out. So Scott, thanks you so much for coming on the show and sharing this important work that you're doing. And I'm, I'm humbled. Thank you. Thanks again. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying, take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a beautiful different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA.